Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's kick this podcast in the keyhole. Hey everybody, what's the crack? You're listening to Unforeseen. Oh, we're doing the this again. That is truly Unforeseen. I'm your host, Ross Brown. And over there is my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Ms. Lorraine Murphy. Hey, Lorraine, what's the story? Hey, Ross, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You are riding that fader like there's no tomorrow. If you were to be a vegetable, what vegetable <laughs> would you be? 087-732-677. What would you be if you were to be a vegetable? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd like to be something exotic. Mm. Like I don't want to be a root vegetable. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I'd like mm-hmm. to be something a little bit, a little bit kind of. I think a radish. They're a bit bland, though. They look fun. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, but that is they're, true. They're kind of shit crack like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, I think I'd like to be a chili pepper. A chili pepper is that a vegetable? Like, yeah, isn't it? Grows well, on. Gonna be. Grows on a vine. It's fruit. Is it? I assume so. A pepper grows on a vine, so it's it's not a it's not Are a peppers, as well as tomatoes. Tomato, well, they grow on vines. Like <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't get so fucking defensive about it. I've never thought about this before. So a pepper is actually a fruit. It, it, it I would, I, I would think so. I would think so. This changes everything. <laughs> or not? Not really. No, not really. Okay, um, so it can't be a pepper. You can't be a pepper. No way. A chi- like really, it's a fruit. Well, it's on a vine. Like, I mean, what? Let's oh, let's let's Google it because I know you're never going to be able to move on with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is a pepper a fruit? A botanical classification: peppers are fruit. No way! Fucking yes, they grow on vines like grapes and like tomatoes. So why do they make a big deal about tomatoes being a fruit and then they kind of just like? So if you're having a fruit salad, now you can put a pepper in it. What? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Go on. <laughs> that is the sound <laughs> of mind-blowing stuff. The botanical classification. Cucumbers are fruit. No way. They grow on a vine. Oh, no. So what's veg then? Just shit in the ground. <laughs> Toma- uh, fucking carrots, turnips, parsnips. Cabbage. Onions. And onions are solid though. They're like... They are. They are solid. Yeah. But let's fucking call a spade a spade here. All these vine vegetables are fruits. 
I don't know why I decided to connect to the listeners or the watchers like that. Our fruits. <laughs> the drama of this. I don't... I, I can't believe... I actually can't believe it. Uh, how has it been there? Uh, like I said, oh no, it's a fruit because it's on a vine. But I never actually did that yeah. myself. It's not until we said it that I went, oh, hang on a second. Because I love pulling people up when they're wrong. That's like one of my favourite yeah, things to do. do. I am. Really do. I'm such a fat Nazi. such a knob I'm a that. fat Nazi. <laughs> actually, I think you'll find... Yeah, yeah. you are that person. <laughs> I love it. Sorry. Actually... What else grows on it? What else grows on a vine? <laughs> we are some crack, aren't we? What else grows on a vine? This is, this is probably why I'm finding it hard to find a relationship. <laughs> what grows? What grows on a vine? Right? Okay. Grapes, passion fruits, kiwis, strawberries, dragon fruit, melons, cucumbers, squashes, and pumpkins. We all yeah yeah oh yeah we all know that that's fruit. But cucumbers there was a bit of a a bit of okay. I'm just going to accept uh, dragon fruit, melons, cucumbers, uh, squashes and pumpkins, tomatoes. Even these cunts haven't said peppers. Peppers are getting a raw deal. I just don't understand. Why is everyone about actually tomatoes are actually fruit? Yeah, and people like, get it so on their high horse about it. What's that about? It's, the, it's more fruity than a pepper. You'd think pepper would be more of a surprise. Or, or... Is a courgette... Oh, come on. No. Please. Uh, come on. Does a courgette grow on the ground or on I the can't vine? handle any more of this. <laughs> this is... Everything I, I've thought I've actually, known. I actually think we found a much better podcast than the one we used to do. <laughs> is a courgette a fruit? Here we go. Whatever its origins, courgettes grow well in Ireland, as do other squashes, even though it is a key component of the French dish ratatouille. Don't forget... It's actually. Are you going? You want to say it's a fruit? A fruit. Fucking hell! Jets, the least fruit-tasting motherfucker on the planet. Shoes taste more like fruit than courgettes. A courgette's a fruit. I'm literally. A courgette's a fruit. There's <laughs> <laughs> no one there. <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh my god! Only on this podcast. Are people so pedantic and so let's not let this fucking stupid topic go? Do you get to the actual truth, which is more interesting than if we just went, maybe it is, move on. Courgettes, cucumbers, and peppers are all fr- gherkins, fruit. If you're eating a jar of pickled gherkins, you're eating fruit. Might as well be pickling a banana. You might as well be pickling a banana. Could be a fruit. Next you tell me a banana is a vegetable or something. I don't know what to believe anymore. If you're watching this on YouTube, can you just comment below and let us know if you already knew that a pepper was a fruit and all the rest of it. Is this news to you? This yeah. Is- yeah, let us know if it's news to you. <laughs> if you guys already knew that a pepper, cucumber and a courgette were already fruits, leave us a note, comment, drop it in the comment section. On the station's YouTube. It's on for Z Podcast. Next up, Sagala. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? We've weirdly started the podcast in the perfect way because the first video that I have to show you is food related. Unagi. 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 Um, have you got a favourite celebrity chef? Have I got a favourite celebrity chef? Um, I, I see, no. Okay, I have a favourite TV food presenter, but not a chef. Phil Rosenthal. Somebody feed Phil. Okay. 
So he's he's really a celebrity eater. He's he is he's a he's a he's a, and he's a writer. He obviously wrote uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, so no, he's not a chef. So if I was to go with the chef, I'd probably go with the old uh, the old Gr. Gordon Ramsay. Bit of Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I like Gordon yeah. Ramsay. There's something very attractive about Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, he. Do you know what? It's. It, I say he's he's got a forehead that you're like. I could just tuck myself up and go for a nap in those lines. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I'd say he's got full zucchinis in those things. I'd say he's like a squirrel stashing away nuts for the winter. He's got a very deep set, liney face, but a handsome man. Very handsome. Yeah. And if you ever watch Hotel Hell, do you remember he does Hell's Kitchen and stuff? Hmm. He did a version where he went to a hotel in America. He'd go to a hotel, like a family run kind of hotel. It's in dire need of, you know, some sort of help. He goes in, he has a look at the decor. He has a look at the way that they operate. Obviously goes into the kitchen and overhauls the menu as well. They give the place a makeover. He leaves. They're like, oh my God, Garden changed your life. Your business is, is thriving now. But in every episode of that, there's always a shot of him either getting out of a swimming pool, uh, uh, if they had a lake, or else every time he goes for a shower. It's in every episode. So they're contractually obliged. In the same way that Pamela Anderson had to have at least three cleavage shots in an episode, which was a a contractual obligation Gordon Ramsay must have to have one bare ass shot in every episode because uh, his, no. his bare ass Stop. his Gordon Ramsay's bare ass is on every single episode of Gordon Ramsay's Hotel Hell and I'll tell you what his arse crack is less deep than his forehead lines <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I tell you, he's got a nice little peach. Really? He has a nice, mm. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to put it on a dessert like. It's a lovely little peach. Yeah. Well, I'm straight, by the way. Move over, Gordon Ramsay, because I'm going to introduce you right now mm-hmm. to Kay's cooking. Kay's cooking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kay is a bit of a YouTube sensation. She is a home cook. And she serves up all sorts of interesting recipes from all over the world. She records videos at home in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. Her son, Lee, is her cameraman and taste tester. So he gets involved in the videos as well. It's all very wholesome. Um, she's got dozens and dozens and dozens of videos. I thought you said dozens YouTube. of followers. <laughs> and millions. Millions. Of followers. Where is she from? She's from the UK. From the UK. Yeah, okay. she's from the UK. Uh, this video that we're going to watch right now has 1.5 million views on it. It's kind of a, a deconstructed spaghetti bolognese. Okay. Hi, people, and I'm back cooking again. And today I'm going to be doing a different form of spaghetti bolognese. It's like, it's like the words are hanging in front of her face. And in order to make the sound of the word she has to peck it like a bird. <laughs> and it's like sometimes she just barely gets to the words like, I'm going to be cooking. <laughs> again. <laughs> She's obviously not very camera savvy or public speaking savvy, which I think is which I think is brave and admirable that somebody's trying to, you know, trying to do something that they might not be natural with, mm. you know. So I do like it. And uh, she's got gorgeous dimples as well, by the way. She does, actually, for, yeah. For the depth of Gordon Ramsay's line, headlines, she's got lovely dimples. Right, as you can see, I've got a few... Fi- that beef looks like it's turned. It's 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 a weird grey purple. I know sometimes under the lights or whatever, under fridge, it, uh, beef oxidises. That's why it turns grey. It's still fresh, but it just it's doesn't really look right. I thought it? I gave myself food poisoning about a week ago. That's why I googled it to find out. It was like it's oxidization. Uh, a lot of it can happen as well under the the UV lights of a uh, not UV lights. The 
um, what you call them, the you know those kind of these ones, like the fluorescent, fluorescent, ones. the fluorescent lights of a supermarket that can make things turn grey faster. I'm going to do like I said, it's a different one. So I'm going to first of all, I'm going to beat some eggs up. Okay, <laughs> very violent. I'm going to beat some <laughs> eggs up. I'm not. I'm not going to beat eggs. I'm going to fucking. I'm going to fuck these eggs up. And I've got some spaghetti sticks here. Oh. Spaghetti. <laughs> Ah, oh, spaghetti sticks, spaghetti they sound sticks. more exotic. Spaghetti, whatever you want to call them. The correct term, yeah. Right, I'm going to put this egg... Uh... An extra E on the end of egg there. <laughs> egg. Egg. Uh, it sounds like she was doing, sounds like she was doing a, an, an Olympic lift at the end of egg. I'm going to get these egg... Uh... In the mince meat. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mix the mince meat around... Until all the eggs. Worst ASMR ever. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then what I'm going to do is. Is she out of breath after stirring <laughs> that? She's like. <laughs> I'm still not over the scraping on the plastic bowl. The scraping ah! of the plastic bowl and the. And the... Grab the steaks. Grab the. Uh... Soggy mince meat. Does she just go? Grab the soggy soggy mince meat. She's not. She's not one for the. Um, she's not one for the 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 making of of uh, food porn. She's no Nigella. No Nigella, and also no Marks and Spencers. You know, she's like she's like this isn't your ordinary spaghetti bolognese. This is soggy mince meat spaghetti sticks. <laughs> spaghetti bolognese. Eggs. Oh my god, what the fuck is she doing? I'll put it round the sticks. Is she making is she making a spaghetti bolognese sausage? Oh shit, sticks <laughs> are too big. Oh it's falling <laughs> Oh shit. What's happened? The min- mince went off it, is it? She said the sticks were too big for the tray that she was putting them into. Oh okay, okay, okay. She's gonna half she's gonna half them. Give it another good mix. Jesus Christ. It sounds like the inside of <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the inside of Jimmy Oliver's mouth. <laughs> Would you let Jimmy Oliver cook your meal if he was talking over it? He's saying he's a bit spitty. He's a bit spitty. I'd say his teleprompter looks oh, like no. a window on a wet day. His food looks incredible, though. Now His food looks incredible, it. but he's now I'm going to think, oh, it's got nothing but spit in it. And it's not industry standard for me. Like, you know what I mean? I, 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 like, I, but like, what, what would you say to him? Like, if he was like, if they came on, right, reality show pops in, they're like, hi, guys, we heard you're doing a podcast. We're going to cook you some lovely thing. He brings in a little griddle and he's like, oh, lovely jubbly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, get a this pucka. Oh, what? Oh, he's not. He's not that spitty. He's very spitty. He's not that spitty. He's very... I've never noticed it I've before. Be, I've been monitoring him for years. <laughs> like the CIA would. A criminal. Spit. Mm-hmm. Spit. And that man... That ma- like, 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 even if he's just roasting a pig, without a spit, it's honest. <laughs> it is. He's a. He's got a very wet mouth. I. <laughs> I'm someone who notices a lot of things, you know, especially when they're things that irk me. And Jamie Oliver's. Oh my god. Spit content. His 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 the the sheer scale of his of his amount of spit that he contains, like 
It's and there's no way. Um, the thing is, what do you do? You're going to be rude. You're going to be like, no, I'm not going to eat one of the best one of the best chefs around's food. Uh, I'd still eat it. Do you know what I do? I'd be like, COVID, man, I'm a little bit freaked out about no, it. Could, I'd you, eat could it. you put a mask on? You'd eat it. Yeah, I'd eat it. Really? Yeah, I think. Look, the the the, the heat It'll is all... going to burn it off. <laughs> I told you about the tripe and regime before my dad, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, sure, it'll all boil off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Also, the only thing I'm taking away from that is I'm the type of person that notices things. I notice a lot of things. <laughs> I do. No, I do notice a lot of things. There's some things I don't notice that don't bother me. But when something bothers me, it's all I see. It's like the ick. I get the ick about things in the world. Not not to do with relationships specifically, although I have had before. But I get the ick about just anything. I swear to God, if you're after ruining Jamie Oliver on me now, no, Jamie Oliver's mouth has ruined Jamie Oliver on you. I'm telling you. Listen, you can eat, you can, you can eat fucking, you know, beef spitting off if you want to, or whatever. <laughs> I won't be. Not a chance. Oh, this is horrible. Uh-uh. Put it in. Put this meat round it. How is the spaghetti want to bake? What uh, I'm going to do is pour some. <laughs> Smarter on as he did it. He who? Uh, I don't want to use it all because I need to save some. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put them in the oven for about 20 minutes because then when they come out, then I've got to put the onion in. And that's how I was shown. What? And that is the different spag ball. And coming to the taste test. Is this her son, is it? This is Lee. This is Lee. How are you, Lee? How are you getting on? He's got a bit of look at James Corden about him. Do you think? Yeah, he looks a little bit like James Corden. Okay. Yeah. So, let's see what it tastes like. He's a bit more savvy now with the... Oh, sorry, I stopped him there and he's like... Ah. Now, wait for the ASMR in this one. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> is he going to sound like a fucking washing machine now eating this thing, is he? My dad sounds the worst. My dad's the worst. Oh my god, my dad sounds my, my dad sounds like he's got a fucking a full wash on when he's eating. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. I I could be loud if I'm eating. My dad, my dad sounds like he doesn't have teeth and his gums are made of jelly. Does he do the? Oh, it's 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 for some reason he rotates. You can hear the rotation. You can hear the oscillation as he's eating. It's when people it's horrific. It's when people. Act like they don't have a nose when they do the. <laughs> I, I do that with pizza and stuff. If it's I really hot, I understand. Hot. Yeah. But like full time, oh, what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. All right, oh, I got to prepare Ready? myself for this because I don't think I'm going to like this. <laughs> you can hear the hardness. Of the sp- it's it sounds like she's just burnt raw spaghetti, or dried spaghetti. Is it raw or dried? It's dried. Dried. Yeah. Yeah, it is crunchy because she baked dried spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's burnt. It's burnt. Probably yeah. Uh... Why don't you try to put that in bed then? What bit? That bit on that side. No, other side. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Imagine if all chefs were like that. If you were like, sorry, this steak is... Like, Not that side, eat from that side. <laughs> it's a, It's a wad 
of spaghetti. Like he just, he pierced it and he brought it up and it looks like a little brick. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. He looks like he's being forced to eat it as well. I don't know. He kind of seems happy enough. Well, he's like flipping neck. Like he's having a hard time. Like that's a lot softer. That's softer because yeah. that's the side that she told him. Yeah. It's a little bit of hard, but yeah. That's not that bad, then. Probably medium. I think it should be crunchy. Mm. Is it crunchy? Good. Yeah. Then uh, minced meat. Minced meat should be alright. Jesus Christ Almighty! <laughs> it looks like fucking meatloaf. <laughs> Not the singer. The, the actual food. Been doing twice over. Mm. All right, thumbs up. All right. <laughs> 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 1.5 million views. You're fucking joking me. People love her. You're fucking joking She's me. She's got so many other recipes that I want to show you. Um, I'll show you on another podcast, but look forward to watching Pizza on Toast. Oh. Uh, eggy cauliflower. Oh, uh, what's her deal with eggs? <laughs> she does like egg, she mixing does. eggs into things. And then things. she goes, ugh, she's making it. <laughs> uh, she has a recipe called beans and sausages on toast. Oh, uh, I, I, I wouldn't turn that down. Yeah, it's pretty good. That sounds all right. Uh, she also has another recipe called a small meal. Uh, <laughs> a different meal. And I think you might like this one, actually. You'd be interested it's in this one. marketing in this. Pasta and cucumber. Oh, mm-hmm. pasta and fruit. Yeah, As exactly. It turns out. As we found out today. Uh, yeah, so Kay's cooking. She is one of a kind and she is an internet sensation. All right. You've had um, you've had Fair City. Mm-hmm. You've had uh, Succulent Mealman. Uh, what would you... And you've had Geordie from Star Trek. Wahawee, beans. Uh, how would you like Sea Church uh, advertisement done this week? Well, you just said the word Geordie. So rather than a character, I want a Geordie accent. Okay. So I want to close my eyes mm-hmm. and basically hear Ant or Deck. Okay. Okay. How we man? Have you ever been to a church? And have you ever been down by the sea? Well, why not come down? <laughs> well, why not come down to Sea Church? Because in Sea Church, which is in Cotton, by the way, you can come down and have a beautiful drink. You can have a beautiful meal. We've got beautiful things for you to eat, such as burgers, steaks, Thai curries, which I've tried myself, beans, and it's absolutely blooming brilliant. Isn't that right, Dick? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They've also got a fantastic sea church. It's just a church that they, they, they transformed into a music live music venue. It's absolutely... Br- <laughs> Did you bite your I own? stabbed myself with my fang again. <laughs> it's, sorry, I've stabbed myself with my fang again. It's absolutely beautiful. And we saw loads of different singers and different comedians and spoken word and everything. And they've got a beautiful outside area. Tell them more about that. And, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, yeah, man. They've got a beautiful outside sitting area where you can have a nice, lovely... If it's summertime, summertime, you can sit out and overlook the beautiful sea over the cliffs and stuff. Or if it's wintertime, they can turn on the heaters and everything. (laughs) And you can feel like you're inside, look up at the night sky, and the church is lit up beautifully, isn't it? it? 
No, Dick. And Dick. That's right. And uh, where, where should where, uh, if anyone's interested in going to see church, where should they go and visit? And well, <laughs> well, they should go to the website, which is seachurch.ie, or they should go to the social media. Which is at Sea Church Ballycotton. <laughs> <laughs> and check it out. Give him a like and everything. Give him a like and all that. <laughs> How are you, man? Oh my God. That was quite the expedition around the world there. <laughs> we definitely started in Wales. We didn't do Wales. Yeah, no, we went to Wales. There was no Wales. We in that. went to Wales. <laughs> we went to Jamaica. There was India for a little bit. I think we went to Kerry. <laughs> but to be fair, but the... they did do a DNA journey show, and they did actually end up going to loads of different places. Oh, so that's what you were doing? Oh, that wow! Was, that was I actually I, I <laughs> that was actually very clever. I actually tapped. In, I'm so good at impressions. Yeah, I actually tapped into Anton Deck's DNA. They're and I actually got all of the because I, I I don't just do the voice on mm. the surface. I actually go not not just what do they sound like? Who are they? Mm. And I actually found out all of their ancestry, and I explored that through the voice. It yeah. was their soul. I was actually doing. An impression of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. captured all of that. Well, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, how are you able to get five different dialects into like four syllables? How, what percentage of that? Be honest, right? I know it's funny to say, oh, you sound like you're, you're, you sound like you're in India and Australia, whatever. Mm. What percentage of that would you say was bang on, Geordie? Like bang on? Um, or, so, or you go, oh yeah, that, that does sound like Ant and Dec. I think your deck, first of all, was better than Ant. That's right, Ant. Yeah, yeah it's a little, softer yeah, that's kind right. of tones. Oh, yeah. One eight, yeah. But I would say, I would say, I'd give you a definite 25%. A quarter? Yeah. So that's half an Ant or a deck. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a quarter of an average human. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ant and Dec. I, I actually genuinely do. Oh, I do. Oh my <laughs> God. I have such a grow for Ant and Dec and also uh, Stephen Mulhern. Mm. Oh, in for a penny, in for a pound. Is an, like, it's, in for a penny, in for a pound, right? First of all, everything I, everything I do in terms of like radio and like if I was doing a presenting thing or whatever, I always think if you do it like Ant and Dec, you can't go too far wrong. Mm. Especially if it's a double act kind of thing, if there's two presenters together. But then I watch Stephen Mulhern and it's the only thing probably on television, bar about one or two comedy series that are really inventive where I go... It's one of the things where I go, why didn't, ah, why didn't I think? It's one of those ones that's that good. No budget. Walking around, integrating, like talking to real people. It's just, it's a fucking mm. blood. But it couldn't be done by anybody who, like, it couldn't be done by anybody. You have to have Michael Barrymore level of talent to do that. This is really freaky. This is a real like unagi moment again. You're not playing him for a penny, are you? No, we're not. But we're going to talk about one of my favourite things in the world. Go on. Game shows. <gasps> I fucking... Love game shows. I will watch any game show. I love general knowledge. I fucking oh. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be a quiz master. I actually love writing quizzes. Oh, you'd be very good actually. I love writing quizzes. I love coming up with questions. And oftentimes I'll just most of the time I'll actually just try and think of something and then reverse engineer the question around the answer. You know what I mean? So mm. I wouldn't Google questions. I'm like, okay, let's see. Could I? I'd verify them, but I love coming up with them. Like, so you would be the host 
I would be the contestant purely so I could do a game show wave. I live for a good game show wave. Like, do you know what kind of wave you're going to do? So you're, let's say you're on. I wouldn't you're do You're on it. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and they have to do the whole like camera panning yeah. to each contestant. Yeah. So Je- let's... Jessica Murphy from Ballinspittle. Mm-hmm. Michael Moriarty from London. That kind of thing. Yeah. And it goes ding, ding. And, it... and then it goes to Ross Brown. Oh, that's very regal. Regal. Very I would, I would regal. go with that. Yeah, I'd give him a false sense of security so they think this guy fucking... This guy's from a private school, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of like you're going, lads, moving on, moving yeah. on. Move I'd probably on. just do that. Would you? Yeah, and I'd, if they say wave, I'd be like, that's all I can do. <laughs> I think I would keep a country and i do the country person's wave. Just the one thing. <laughs> maybe a wink as well. <laughs> I love a good game show wave because I think everybody panics when the camera pans in front of them and they start to, like, but they're doing obvi- they're weird... Obviously, they're obviously told by the, by the, by the producers or whatever... Like when you see the red light or start waving, they're obviously always like this. This is what you don't see. I would love to see a wide shot of all of the contestants (laughs) because I know that they're actually doing this probably from the beginning of the announcements of people to like they don't they don't just go because they they can't trust people on game shows. They go when we say John, straight away start waving because people will just go me is it oh so I bet you they all go okay everybody start waving now so they're sitting there for thirty seconds going. (laughs) So by the time it gets to like three, four, five and six, they're like, I fucking lost the will to live. Because like, when you wave for a while, it loses meaning the same way mm. a word does when you say a word a couple of times. But I think you can tell an awful lot about a person from their wave. Like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, OK. Well, that's a childish Like one. if you were to go on and go like this. It's creepy. It's creepy, it's isn't creepy. it? It's creepy. It's like, yeah. hello, I'm looking through your blinds. Yeah. Flicker, 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 flicker. For people listening, it's more that kind of like... Up and down toddler wave. Squeezy kind of hand yeah. wave, isn't it? Yeah. What about if you go on and you do the double point at the camera? Oh, you're either you're either ironic about it, which is funny, or you're a, or you're a fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I, I, I would enjoy that, though. Okay, what about just the hand up, hand down... Um, kind of non-committal it's just look I suppose I have to greet you but I I would prefer that one I'd go yeah that person's not fucking looking like an Egypt for their benefit like do you know what I mean he's just like how's it going you know what if you put your like law of suicide <laughs> and you wave really high as if you're trying to get the attention well, of a teacher the camera frame will only go to here <laughs> exactly. so all they'll see is just you who's like is he is he a Nazi <laughs> is, he a, is he a Nazi <laughs> winning streak is the home of Awful waves. Well, yeah, because most of the people that are on it like need a new wrist or whatever. Like the like the age <laughs> bracket of people, it's kind of like they just do that, and the hands over there, they're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and bingo wings as well is something you have to be very careful. Oh of. yeah, you so, see, that's my big fear as well. Well, like... here, here's the, here's the, here's the technique. I think you go close, elbow close, mm-hmm. elbow close to the side, and then you you ju- you just give it all all four. Oh, it's all above the elbow. Yeah, if you raise that, oh, forget it. No, fuck off. Not yeah. a chance. Yeah, what yeah. kind of fucking amateur waver you're are you? You're creating a breeze in the studio if you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. you are. You're spinning yeah. the wheel and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it haunted? If you could be on any game show, so you're only allowed on one game show mm-hmm. in your lifetime. What's it going to be? One game show in your lifetime. It would probably. It would probably be Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Or... Oh, the tension of that would get to me. I'd ch- crack under that pressure. Chase. Well, I love The Chase because I love Bradley Walsh as well. Mm. ITV do good fucking TV presenters. That's all we've been talking about <gasps> also, the whole time. can I bring up something that I've noticed about game shows? Yeah. Why are they always blue in colour? Huh? 
Like... Why are they always blue? Like, if you look at their logos and the, the sets and stuff, mm-hmm. blue is always a dominant colour. Who wants to be a millionaire? Blue. Yeah. Um, chase. Blue. Red or blue. Red and blue. Because red and blue. Because it changes. When, it, when they get colour, yeah. it goes flat red, but it's blue. But it's still a lot of blue <clears> in it. Jeopardy. Jeopardy's blue. Blue. Um, Blockbusters was blue. What's the one that uh, Anne Robinson was on? The Weakest Link. Blue. Blue. Is there a correlation between game shows and blue? Fucking, fucking Ben Shepherd's fucking one. Tipping points. Tipping points. Is blue. that blue as well? It is blue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google what more. What the fuck is that about? Game show. The, the American Deal or No Deal was blue with Howie Mandel. What do you? Family after? Feud. Family Fortunes. Blue. There must be something. Is there a psychological connection? That's weird. Blue is a very cold colour. Mm-hmm. Blue, blue. You, it's a bit standoffish. Yeah, comedy clubs, they always say never deck, ne- never do the decor in blue of a comedy club. It should always be dark reds and golds because it's a warm, it's a warm, inviting colour. So it makes people relax and laugh. Blue is a very cold colour. It's a very clinical cover colour. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's to, maybe it's to psychologically make the contestants and the viewers on edge. Yeah, possibly. So that they feel cold and they, they're they're non-relaxed because you don't want them to... Hang on a second. The generation game was blue. Play your cards right was blue. What's the crack? Bullseye was blue. Is there a connection between game shows can and I, colour Can blue? I Google something? I, you do you know what? I, I, I like Googling things because otherwise we leave things right. <laughs> what does the colour blue do to a person's emotions because if I'm right on this I'm a fuck I might as well just go and get a diploma right now two more for you Anton Deck Saturday Night Takeaway Blue Bruce's Price is Right <laughs> yeah Blue all Bruce Forsyth stuff all star Mrs and Mr and Mrs, Mrs. Blue, blue. What, also, are you, what are you after uncover also what are you I'm after surprised uncovering? you haven't mentioned it catchphrase catchphrase Blue what, what are you after uncovering I don't know maybe it's the same man is working on every game show in the world internationally no <laughs> Blue is often seen as, as, as a sign of stability and reliability. Busyness that wants you to project an image of security often utilise blue in advertising and marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. Blue calls to mind feelings of calmness and serenity. So the, the opposite of what I said. Uh, how does blue make you feel? Okay, well, let's go to 12 colours and the emotions that they evoke. Uh, let me see. Red, obviously. Passionate, aggressive, important, danger. Orange, playful, energetic, cheap. Yellow. So that's when people wear false tan. That's what they're telling people. They're playful, energetic, but ultimately cheap. <laughs> like I haven't paid for a holiday to get this tan. It came from a squeegee bottle, a squeezy bottle, a squeegee bottle, a squeegee bottle. Yellow, happy, friendly, uh, warning, warning. Maybe not. Green, natural, stable, prosperous. Okay, money, all that stuff. Blue. Now you see, serene, trustworthy, inviting. Hmm. Come on in. You can have a go as well. I don't know. I still get a kind of a cold vibe. It is a from cold blue. vibe. It's clinical. Yeah. 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 So there you go. There Interesting. You go. I like that. Now that's uh, that's after fucking really piquing my interest. Now between that now and vegetables, what what a mind blowing podcast! I want to show you some game shows, and there is so many amazing game shows. I think we're going to make this into a little series on oh, the podcast, yes. and I'm going to take it country by country because mm-hmm. Japan has some amazing game oh, shows. Oh, Japan's got the mentalist game shows. Australia's got some brilliant ones as well. But today we're going to start in America. 
This is a more recent one. This is, uh, I think it was around 2015. Um, mm. It's called Killer Karaoke. Okay. Hosted by Steve-O from Jackass. Oh. And it's where singers basically have to battle it out for cash prizes. They have to sing karaoke songs while undergoing horrible tasks like this. This is one called Cactus Maze. Okay. Steve-O has a voice that sounds like if a silk-cut purple could talk. <laughs> That is. And I love Steve-O as well I only comment on people I actually like I don't ever comment on people I don't like Because I'm just like Fuck them I love Steve-O But his voice is just like It just it does sound like a fucking rolly that cigarette That is a glorious it? description <laughs> Welcome back to Killer Karaoke everybody Before the break we met Mario Rocha Who's getting ready to walk through a special course While wearing these goggles they're drunk goggles, Mario. <laughs> I can't. I think I was wearing those when I met a couple of women back in, <laughs> back in my early days. They're designed to simulate my vision at my intervention. It's very clearly marked. Your job oh, is to stick to cactuses. it and don't stop singing no matter what. Right. But getting there is going to be a little bit. So say what you see. For people that are listening to this right now, say what you see. <clears throat> so the, the the set looks like a very kind of industrialised warehouse, galvanised steel panels in the background and stuff. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of jump editing, a lot of jump cuts. It's like super loads of different angles, whatever. So there's a guy, uh, He's uh, he's got goggles over his head, which he's going to be putting over his eyes in a second. And they simulate complete bleary-eyed kind of drunkenness. They're really disorienting. Yeah. Disorientating. He looks like a giant hemorrhoid. <laughs> Like he's just, it's balloons all over him of different shapes and sizes. He's basically wearing a suit of balloons. He just looks like a giant, he looks like COVID. Like, <laughs> he looks like an artist's interpretation of a new variant of COVID. Uh, and Steve-O has now shown him a, an obstacle course he has to walk through, which is a, just a, 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 a whole assortment of, of cacti and palm tree or all spiky plants and stuff and cactuses uh, on like a fake desert. And he has to, I assume, walk through them while singing karaoke? Yep. Okay. What's the what's the goal here? Is it to get to the end or is it to get to, through the song without fucking up? Um, so he will show you if you if you carry on there, there will be a, a cash prize at the end. Oh, cool. Tricky, because there's a lot of pricks. Hey. <laughs> the good Boris Johnson's in the middle of all those prints. Here's Mario. Is that if you make it to the end of the course, there is a tree loaded with money. Five dollar bill. Oh, the twenties <laughs> as well. Twenties and tens. Yeah, but there's probably about two hundred quid on it. And you're more than welcome to help yourself to it. Oh, Steve-O, don't be lousy. The snake's now being put all over the mm-hmm. tree as well. So when he gets to the very the finish line, where the cash tree is there's also a whole load of snakes. This is very uh, I'm a celebrity get me out of here bush tucker trial kind of kind vibe. Of actually, but with yeah. money instead of like food. But just remember whatever happens do not stop singing. Yeah. Performing Baby I Need Your Loving make some noise. This is a great show already. This is a fucking great show I knew show you'd already. like this. I fucking love this shit. I love daft things like this. So he can't stop. If, if, if he stops singing is, is it over? He's out. Okay, okay. Noise for Mario Rocha. Is this not working? Is that on anymore? I don't think so, no. Oh my God, this is the best fucking TV show I've ever been shown (laughs) in my life. Baby, I need your love. Although 
half the balloons are now gone. Right, half the balloons are gone. About a hundred balloons have burst. Uh, he's 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 getting through the plants, but obviously it's too tight for him to actually navigate. They're bound to burst, and he's doing that that shaky wobble. Is, is, is amazing. Oh, it's very distressing to, to watch. Also, what we haven't seen is that he had to take his shoes off too. So he Did could he? be standing on anything. He could oh, be walking no. into anything. And his vision is obstructed by the balloons being so high. He can't actually look down because there's balloons right up to his neck. And he has to remember lyrics of a song. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he's and he's got drunk. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the there's drunk goggles. There's so much going he al- on. He also could walk into a cactus. Yeah. Like his body can. Yeah. I forgot about that. I just thought, oh, just the balloons will burst, but he can get through. He can't see where they are. Oh, oh shit. What was that? Was that a giant... Bo- what was that? A water balloon? I think it's like a bag of a bag powder. Of dust. Yeah, flour. Fucking or hell. <laughs> it's so distressing. So distressing. Oh, Steve-O's got an air horn. Here we go. container of paint in his head or something. <laughs> a full-on headshot. <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty. This, Steve-O, I don't know, did someone pitch this to you or was this your idea? But why is this show still not on TV? Mm-hmm. And why is it not the biggest show on television? This is brilliant. This is this is the only part this actually immediately emulates the only part of X Factor I gave a fuck about. <laughs> and you don't and the thing is, you don't need to find mentors in order to get what you get out of this. Is you can just get anybody and just change the situation. In X Factor they were trying to exploit mentors or people that were deluded or whatever. Mm. In this, normal person, normal guy, incentivized by cash, and is willing to put himself into a situation that is less than favourable to karaoke. Jesus Christ. Break an arm. I love the way. By the way, he went through two cactuses that were very close together and he got him right in the arse and dick. Mm-hmm. Like he they got him in the arse, then he, he he thrust forward and then literally like just fucking crotch thrust Ooh. a cactus right in the fucking Right in the ghoulies, screamed, and then when the chorus kicked in, he regained his confidence. Went, Baby, I need your love. Oh, right in the hands. Up to the snakes now. Is it all this good? Because this is fucking amazing. This is only one round in it. They have other ones where um, you have to walk down. You have to walk down a catwalk while singing, and every couple of steps there'll be a gap. And (gasps) in the gap again, it's kind of like I'm a celebrity. It could be a whole load of rats. It could be a whole load of like locusts or whatever. This is genius. There's one girl who had to sing while in a little 
hole with an alligator. Fuck off. Yeah, she is oh, screaming her head off. This is brilliant. It's good, but it's very anxiety inducing. Yeah, but it's brilliant. But it's, it's right up Steve O's street. Yeah. It's yeah, got, because yeah. he did Wild Boys as well, so it was all to do with animals and stuff. He's done loads of alligator things and loads of snake things and whatever. So I'm a sharks and all that jazz. By the way, Steve O, sweetheart. Have you, have you seen any of Steve O's stuff that he does himself since after Jackass? Not really, no. His podcast is brilliant. Okay. He sits in the back of a camper van, his camper van that he has converted into a studio. Okay. Um, did you see the video of him rescuing the, the stray dog over in, I think he was in Chile or um, some South American country? No. He was, he was staying there. He ended up bringing the dog into his hotel room because the dog was hungry and alone and now he still has the dog. Oh. He brought, repatriated the dog back into America or patriated the dog into America. Brought, and now the dog lives with him and it's his best friend. Oh, he fell in, Steve-o. He fell in love with this dog. Steve-o, for all his problems and things that he had before, has done such a fucking turnaround. Oh. And is now super healthy, super fucking, obviously sober and everything. Yeah. And is like just this fucking sweetheart. And when he's talking about his childhood and everything and like his motivation that he had and all this kind of stuff, you're kind of going like really fucking clued in super intelligent guy mm. that was just kind of playing this role of like daredevil madman kind of thing yeah uh, but oh yeah st- this episode's kind of becoming a who do you love yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Anton Deck uh, Gordon Ramsay Stephen Mulhern Steve-O I think the last thing I'd seen Steve-O do was have his arse cheeks pierced together oh that was an old jackass that was, <laughs> ja- that was jackass 2 I think. I think that was the last thing I'd seen of him before this have you seen the new jackasses no oh, the new one is is Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Really? It's gorgeous. Because there's How a can, oh, there's a whole new younger troupe of people that have come on. Is Johnny to it. Knoxville not there anymore? No, no, they they are all the most of the original yeah, he's cast. Gorgeous. Obviously ba- Really? Yeah. Do you like with the white hair now? Mm-hmm. Pure white. Yeah. 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 He looks cool. Um but yeah, the, the, all the originals are there. Obviously Bar um Ryan Dunn who's passed away and Bam, who's got issues at the moment with sobriety and all that kind of stuff but all the all the original cast are there but then there's this new people here like Poopsie there's a guy called Poopsie uh, and all these new cast that are young people guys and girls and they're fucking brilliant because when I saw new people I was like oh this mm. isn't going to be the same like it's going to be a bit watered down they're fucking hilarious and they're like it's like they're passing the torch or kind of like bringing these new people in but it's the generation thing of like the, the originals and the relationships they have with the, the young go-getters but also it's Jackass really was always about friendship and camaraderie. Mm. Like my whole teenage years are defined by, if I think back, it'll be Jackass. Me and a load of, like Hega, my buddy, and his younger brother and his buddies all sitting around breaking our shit laughing at this show. And Hega's mom coming in and laughing at us laughing and going, Dad, they're all mad. Like that whole thing. I just get such a nostalgic vibe when I watch Jackass. I feel like if there was to be an Irish version of Jackass, you would 100% be the leader. Do you think so? Oh, a million percent. You would be the Johnny Knoxville. But I'm scared of... Oh, yeah, I suppose he was as well. He couldn't skateboard mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. 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 I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I know I would, would fucking do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fucking... I love it. Oh. Okay, he's getting the money. Steve was trying to help him as well. Fair play to him. Steve-O took the drunk goggles off him and then he sees what he's reaching towards, the snakes, and loses his shit. I forgot, he couldn't even really see what was a branch and what was a snake. So he was kind of doing a tentative. Then he saw it and he's like, ah! He made about 40 quid. I'd like, if even it. Yeah. Big round of applause, standard ovation. Wow, that 
was what I call entertainment. He sounds like someone dragging a Tasmanian devil across gravel. <laughs> so that's killer karaoke. Mm. I think uh, we might have to come back to that again in a, another episode. I have another game show for you now. Again, okay. uh, this is a quick one for you. This is going back probably early 2000s. Okay. You might have heard of this. It was called Man vs. Beast. Man versus beast. Was this was this humans racing animals? Yes. Yes. So people were pitted against animals in mm-hmm. a whole series of different tasks. Yeah. You had the likes of elephants taking on gold medal winners. You had navy seals going up against chimpanzees. You had hot dog eating contests Brilliant. against brown bears. Uh, this is a, a sprinter racing an ostrich. Okay. <laughs> I might catch it. Go, 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 Jesus. Go, go. Woo! He's a fa- Whoa! Now, never mind the, the ostrich we know is going to be fast. That Did you see that guy's legs just go full Sonic the fucking Hedgehog? They, be, <laughs> they became a blurry circle. That's mad, isn't it? He, that's fucking, that's an elite level of athleticism. He was running fast and then it's like he just hit nitrous oxide and just went... Hit the like, NOS. Hit the NOS, boy. Super slow-mo here. There isn't a chance I would run that close to an ostrich. They're fucking evil. They're violent as They're well, aren't they? They're evil and they look like absolute bitches. <laughs> Don't they? They do look like they get all up in your face. They're the Karens of the bird world. Like, they really are. They're like, and can I speak to your manager, please? <laughs> fucking talent straight to the gut. Yeah, they're vicious fuckers. <laughs> no, he's not going to catch him, is he? Is he? He's not. Not a chance, boy. Not a chance. It was no contest. The ostrich left Dennis in the dust without even trying. That bird is fast. So this was the early 2000s for obvious reasons. It didn't last very long um, due to animal rights and animal cruelty activists because... He won. Yeah, but there was a lot of situations with other animals. They had brown bears eating like hundreds of hot dogs in one sitting. I think they'd be <laughs> I think if they wanted to stop, they'd stop. To be honest with you, forcing a fellow to put on drunk glasses and make him walk through a field of cactuses while dropping shit on his head and then getting him to tackle snakes for 40 quid sounds more cruel than getting an ostrich to do what it's naturally designed to do, which is run. Speaking of game shows that didn't last very long, another game show uh, from the 70s mm-hmm. is called Three's a Crowd. Ever heard of this one? No, but three, Three's or Three's Company was a sitcom in America, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So Three's a Crowd. Okay. Uh, the objective of this game show was to find out who knows a man best? Was it his wife? Or his mother? Or his secretary? His secretary? Mm-hmm. That's a very narrow field of contestants. You're going, first of all, you're going to have to have a wife. And secondly, a secretary. Strap yourself in <gasps> oh, for this one. Is this going to be drama levels this of shit? is bitchiness. It's going to be like, what's his favourite position? And your one's going to be like, fucking, your one's going to be like, uh, missionary. And his secretary's going to be like, oh, well, actually, <laughs> if you had a desk at home, you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from 1979 in America. Okay. From the Chuck Berry stages in Hollywood, California, it's threes a crowd. A game that determines who knows the husband best, his wife or his son. Love the 70s. <laughs> Here's your first question. When it comes to sex with his secretary, has your husband 
been holding himself back or letting himself go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this some sort of fly trap disguised as a game show? Question one. When your husband is fucking his secretary, does he A? <laughs> so th- is this guy saying I'm fucking my secretary? Out, like, to start with. No, no, he's saying, when- basically he's saying, does your husband have sex with his secretary or is he holding back? Oh, I thought it was when he's having sex with her, does he, he hold back? Comes when to- it comes to him. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Me? Okay, first of all, <laughs> first of all, they should all be able to show restraint because there isn't a fuckable person between the whole lot of them. The, I'd rather fuck the tree in the logo than have a go. I'd rather fuck the ostrich or the cactuses. I'd rather do that crotch thrust that your man did <laughs> into the cacti than a- any of these. I'm in very fact, intrigued by their age. I can't figure it out. I can't, I can't. Now, you must remember it's the 70s. They're probably all 24. And also, which one of them is the man? <laughs> <laughs> They're all dressed. Okay, one's in a dress. The other two are wearing like matching. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I figured it out. The guy in the middle is the man. Yeah. Yes, Ross. <laughs> I notice things about things. The person on the right, our right, his left, is his wife. Because the secretary looks like she's kind of dressed in a little bit of a businessy way. As okay, well. well, it does say secretary and wife in front of each oh, woman. I don't notice words. <laughs> I'm too busy looking at Anton Deck's ancestral tree. Uh, has he been? Well, uh, in the first place, he's sexy eight days a week, mm-hmm. and I have him at home usually in the evening, about eight thirty, nine o'clock. Whenever eight thirty, nine o'clock, he's sexy eight days a week. Is this the ninth day of the week? Because I'm not really seeing a lot of sexy. Shirley lets me go from the office. Uh, she's very good about sharing them. I would say he doesn't hold himself back, but I think... He looks like he is the prop from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Are you sure there's not two college students operating him from underneath the couch? He looks like a Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> he does! Oh my God, that's it. A Thunderbird. That is it. The skin tone, everything. <laughs> everything. everything. She's got a little, I think she's holding out for more money. So I would say that uh, there's been no sex between them. Uh, not that he wouldn't like to try, but she won't play the game for, well, for what he's paying her. They're very uh, laissez-faire. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the affair. He's, he's, he's been holding himself back then. Yes, uh-huh. Okay. Involuntarily. Right, yes. Yeah. Fowler, Fowler said that he's been holding himself back. There's a match. You know him, you know him. Shirley, tell her what you said. He's not holding back. Oh, you, uh, would you like to talk about the bonus bit again? You said that uh, he's been letting himself go. Well, I, um, all I can say is if he can take care of her and me both, he's better than I thought he was after all these years. <laughs> Joy, what about Bard? Holding. Hang on. Did he just say, I'm not fucking her? Yeah. And then the secretary said, he's fucking me. Yeah. And then she said, well, if he's able to fuck us both the way he fucks what I thought was just me, then he can keep fucking the two of us. Yeah, if anything, Fair she's, play to him. If anything, she's impressed and proud. What? <laughs> What's going on? Like, people say that, like, oh, everyone's lost their morals now in this day and age. Love Island and stuff. These fucking whores. <laughs> it's from the 70s. 1979. Wow, that's only one year away from the... That's only five years away from my birth. Look at the fucking... 
Jesus Christ. You see, yeah, but here, here's the thing. What age are they there? Say they're, say they're 50. Mm. 50? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Say they're 50. And it, just say it's 1980. It's just, it's just about to turn 1980 and they're 50. That means they would have been 30 during the swinging 60s. Think about that. Right. Free love, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. maybe they were fucking, maybe that was where they came from. Maybe that was their thing. Flower power and fucking flower children. I don't know. I'm getting, very, I'm getting very kind of, you know, white picket fence and, you know, but a, lot, a, lot, a lot of those people turned into that then when, when, when the 60s That's were over. That's a dramatic change though, isn't it? It is a dramatic change. But, you know, you can fuck someone in tie-dye and then put on a tie. <laughs> himself back or letting himself go. I know he said holding himself back because he, when he gets in bed at night, he tells me about this fantastic fantasy, which I think a lot of men have. <laughs> And that's to throw one over one shoulder and one over the other and... His balls? Or what? Throw what over his shoulder? Throw his wife on one shoulder. I thought it was the secretary's legs or something. I thought it was like one leg over here, one leg over there. <laughs> Marches both into the boardroom. <laughs> and this is a HR nightmare. <laughs> Could you imagine now if I turned around and was like, do you know what I was actually thinking? I was thinking of throwing you over the shoulder, you over that shoulder, marching you both into the boardroom. They'd be like, we, we need to have a meeting, I think. there's uh, I think we need to go over some of the some of the regulations of the workplace <laughs> Whatever area. about saying that in the workplace, but going on TV and saying it as well. Yeah. There. No, no, that's, no, that's okay. Uh, Bar- Bard uh, told us that he's been holding himself back. She just kissed him, but did you see the fucking look on the on, on the secretary's face? She was like, "Oh, you lied, you bastard!" Oh. Would you like to hear what Colleen told us? I don't know. <laughs> Colleen, tell her what you said. I said he was holding himself back. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Physically speaking, we're going to give you your husband's secretary's chest. Now, physically. Did they cut? Did they give you one? Did they chop off her chest? We're going to give you your, his secretary's chest. Yeah, speaking, physically speaking. What else of hers would he like to see on you? Remember, he's already got her chest. You've already got her chest. Charlene, what else of, of Patricia's would Jesse like to see on you? I don't know. Uh, Jesse has never really wanted me to look like a cow, so... Like a what? <laughs> a cow. Digs. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking hell. She, the other two were a bit kind of, ah, this is playful, but she's, she's not having none of this no, shit. No, 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 no. None of this because shit. Because earlier in the episode, what we haven't seen is that she has found out that her husband has been has sleeping been with the secretary. No. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it would have to be her feet, because that's the only attractive feature that she has going for. Her feet. He'd like to see her feet on. Jesse told us he would like to see her height. Oh, please. <laughs> like, small. you know. Like. You already got, you know, those and, you know, just a little bit shorter, that's all. You know what, don't talk to me. <laughs> Patricia, tell Charlene what you said of yours would look much better on her than her own. Well, I said my hips and she don't have any, I mean, you know. I have just enough. No, everything. When God packaged me, he did the right thing. He knew what he was doing. No, baby. Oh, yes, baby. Looking at what it takes. Oh, no, that's why you're over there and I'm over here. 
Why is this not still on television? All I want now is Steve O's show and this show to be back on the TV. What the fuck shit are we watching? Oh, can I pull you aside for a <laughs> chat? Can, oh, I want to, I want to fucking crack on with you. Oh, uh, uh, what vibes are we getting off each other? When this one's like, bitch, your feet is the only fucking good thing about you. You ain't got no hips, motherfucker. Yeah, he's fucking her. I'm fucking him. Yeah, if he can fuck her and me, I'm fucking happy. This is amazing. And then still, someone wins money at the end of this. What? But like, if he's rich enough to have a secretary, maybe he doesn't need the forty quid they're going to offer them. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love the neck when the neck starts going it's like come on she's going full ostrich ladies I want to know the strangest or most unusual thing that you personally ever did at home that became the talk of your husband's office the next day and let us begin with Christy Oh, I got very, very upset and took an electric carving knife and cut up the carpeting and then took it out in trash bags so the landlord wouldn't know. <laughs> she really wants to win the money. Fucking hell. Oh, I did a murder. Put the body in the boot. Then somebody saw me put the body in the boot, killed them as well. Ash, you know yourself. She got angry, so she cut the carpet with a carving knife. An electric carving knife. An electric, knife. ripped it all up. That's a lot of cutting. Yeah. Like, that's not like a kind of a, I smashed a bit. That's a like, it's a 25 minute job. Yeah. Just to get to one row. And I feel like it would take quite a bit for it. The carving knife to get through carpet. Oh yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to also saw yourself while it's, <laughs> that's a lot. Like, that's like you're eight minutes in and you're going, this is probably a bad idea. You must like, have made her really angry. Fucking hell. <laughs> Cut up the carpeting. Calm me down enough to save the drapes. <laughs> guy told us that the most unusual thing you did at home was what, Guy? You got a little tipsy and uh, disrobed. Oh. Awkward. Went a little too far on that answer, didn't you? <laughs> He's like, I was trying to fucking save your credibility here. And I, obviously you didn't think I was going to say that you went full psycho on the drapery of the house. Not much, not compared to what goes on at the studio. Jesus. So, hang on a second. He said that the craziest thing she did was that she had a few drinks mm -hmm. and got naked. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Joy told us the most unusual thing was the one time you made edible spaghetti. <laughs> Whoa! Did she just... Is she ripping her fucking arrows? She's not a carpet! You fucking mad bitch! She's pro... I thought she was... Go I thought she was... Oh, this is... This so is a roller coaster. I thought she was just going... Ah, get out! She's ripping her hair <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just like this. But I mean... With a big Maury Povich head in him. Secretary slagged off her spaghetti. But how does she know that she made edible spaghetti? He had to come back. With well, the story. Yeah, exactly. He was like, oh, she made That's spaghetti. That's the secretary, so it's a double dig. Fucking hell, let's watch the rest of this fight. I fucking love this. That's the question I make. Just because you can't make spaghetti, Joy. She is a psycho. <laughs> Look, there's no carving knife around. I'm telling you what. 
Fucking hell, you could get the fate that the curtain saved. It doesn't mean I can. But I appreciate you. Jesus. She just bit his fucking arm. She just bit his arm. Because he's he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's holding him back. And she just bit his hand. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's feral. Feral. Feral? Feral. Feral. She's always been jealous of my spaghetti. Jesus Christ. I fucking... This is my favourite episode. But Jesus. Oh, my God. Wow. Teresa Crowd is the name of it. Um, Why can't we get this back? It didn't last very long. After one series, there was 12 divorces. 12 divorces. Wow. Yeah. So, can I bring to your attention the greatest game show that has ever existed? There was a game show and it was called... Let me just go to Google there for you. Mm. Because this would be worth watching. Maybe we should do an unforeseen where you haven't seen something. May- can we do that every so often? Maybe. Where I actually bring something to you? Maybe. Yeah, yeah because because if we're if it's off the same team and you've shown me some stuff, I can rebuttal then and go, here's what I think is the best game show clip. Game show. Lie detector. Woman. So there was a game show called The Moment of Truth. Oh, yes. I know this. Have you seen it? I've seen this. This is the yeah. one where they brought her ex in and they asked her all the questions. I think the money goes up every yeah. time she answers, you know, and if she lies, she loses. Yeah. And they brought in her ex and they said, have you have you thought about sleeping with him again? Yes. Are you still in love with him? Yes. This is And her fiancé is like there and all her yeah. family are there and everything. And then it's like, have you slept with him since you were with your partner? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it got right to the end for one million dollars. The question was, do you think you're a good person? Mm. She said yes. And it was a lie. And oh, she lost, she lost everything. <gasps> I haven't seen that episode, but I have seen. Well, where... then cut this bit out <laughs> and let's watch it next time. There's one where a guy <sighs> and his wife or fiance, I think, uh, he's answering all the questions. By the end of it, they are no longer together oh because my God. he says, oh yeah, they don't have children and one of the questions is, are you putting off having children because you don't believe you'll be with your wife in yeah. five years' time? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, to be <gasps> honest. So that's how she finds out. Oh, shit. But then he's after making like $10,000 off that. <laughs> I know, shocking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, all right. If you want to follow us anywhere on our Instagram or our Twitter or our TikTok or our Facebook, it's at Unforeseen Pod. If you want to check that out, that's where you get to see all little snippets of the videos. If you don't watch the YouTube version, you can digest little bite-sized chunks with the videos and stuff. We put up all the most all the most visual stuff kind of goes up there as well. Uh, if you want to send us an email with suggestions of things for Lorraine to pull out and show me or uh, any games that you think that she should bring t- to me to try and do or any kind of challenges or anything... Uh, un- or listen or or just you know hate mail or threats or anything like that yeah, or if you abuse. want to slag me off or to compliment her unforeseenpod at gmail.com uh, rate and review on iTunes and Spotify if you can here's the thing right this is a free podcast most podcasts are free unless they're on those kind of weird apps or whatever but it's a free podcast right uh, all we want from you this is all we want is your attention which if you're listening we already have and two just a little bit of an old an old click and an old five star or an old comment or a bit of interaction. Because we want people to be part of it. We want to build a kind of a sense of community with it. And also, 
it's a good thing as well to kind of recommend something if you think someone will like it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's one of my favourite things to do. I, I think you bring real value. I, I always feel like you, I bring value to something. If I can go, hey, you know what you should do? Which is essentially what this podcast is. You're bringing me things that you think are of value. So if you go to somebody and say, I've a fucking, I've a podcast that you will fucking love, or I think you'll really find this funny. That's you know that's a it's 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 built into us to kind of bring something to the tribe and be like ooh look at this and everyone mm. goes ooh ah, you know and then we all go oh, <laughs> oh flat cactus um so yeah just recommend it to a friend tell some people about it share the link any of that kind of jazz it all helps uh, we're flying up the old ratings now this week yeah. Uh, and yeah those 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 reviews uh, help as well we got a load on Spotify this week which was which was lovely to see uh, upcoming gigs uh, obviously the Opera House uh, Ballycotton Comedy Festival is on as well it's a, the last weekend of September that runs into the first weekend of October it's the same weekend it kind of balances or it kind of bridges the two months uh, loads of people are going to be there Blind Boy is doing his podcast there oh nice yeah a live Blind Boy podcast on the Thursday night uh, Fred Cook is doing a solo show Chris Kent is doing a f- solo show Adam Burke is doing a solo show then there's going to be um, all of the uh, gala shows as well so you've got the likes of Deirdre O'Kane um, you've got uh, ooh let me see Laura Lex from the UK coming over as well fantastic act she's been on all the big TV shows for stand up and stuff like that and uh, who else do we have ooh loads fucking loads just oh. loads ooh um, one of your favourites uh, Martin Angolo Oh my God, he's so yeah. good. I love him. And another one of your favourites, Mickey Bartlett. Love him. Yeah. Fucking, so funny. I've so fucking good. Just cried laughing watching those two guys. Yeah, They're absolutely brilliant. brilliant. They're fantastic comedians. So check it out, uh, ballycotton.ie as well if you want to check out any of their events. Go to the event page and get all of those. I'll obviously be there all throughout the weekend as well. And if you can't be fucking bothered getting up off your hole, you can watch my stand-up special called Do You Know What I Mean? You can buy it or rent it nearly anywhere on any kind of any of those places that sell things, Apple TV and, and YouTube and all that. Or... If you have Amazon Prime, you can just fucking stream it because it's on there. Uh, so just type in Ross Brown and then the thing will come up. Why am I telling people how to search things on Amazon? Because some people are thick. Uh, this has been episode 22. 22. 22. Boom. So what do you think of the conspiracy? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Between the whole blue thing, do you think it's, do you think that's why Smurfs were blue as well? Yeah. I mean, you know, what if this whole thing is to make people think that if everything is blue, then it's